a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Utah's Morning News with Tim Hughes and Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning, KSL News Time, now 6.30. KSL's top story this hour. While we need the snow, I think it's safe to say we could use a break. Snow is tapering off this morning to the point we might see sunshine today. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with more. Adam? Amanda, the worst of this round of snow has come and gone, thankfully. Now, we're going to get a break for most of the day, though it is short-lived. National Weather Service meteorologist Nicole DeSmet says snow will pick up again tonight into tomorrow, bringing about three inches to a lot of the Wasatch Front. But then we start an even lighter pattern on Thursday. We're still unsettled, but then we kind of get into a period of a day of a break and then a day of some light snow showers, another day of a break, etc., After tomorrow, we likely won't have another strong chance of snow until Sunday, so take what you can get. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. And if you think you're fatigued, think about what the plow drivers are feeling out there. UDOT has already blown through their snow removal budget. A uh, UDOT spokesperson tells KSL TV that they budgeted $24.1 million for snow removal, but they've already spent $25.8 million. But don't worry, the roads will still get plowed. UDOT diverts money from other areas when needed. High on the Hill 2023, several bills requiring clergy to report child abuse will not be heard in Utah's legislature before the session wraps up on Friday. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ayers reports Senate leaders are explaining why. Senate President Stuart Adams says forcing clergy to report puts them in a spot where they have to be, quote, excommunicated or thrown in jail. He says he and Senate leaders met with a broad-based group of denominations but didn't specify which ones. Senator Ann Milner adds that clergy are there to help, and if perpetrators can't report anonymously, then clergy can't help. She claims the reporting then goes down. But groups have accused the legislature of protecting abusers. Lindsay Ertz, KSL News Radio. A bill on Utah's Capitol Hill could give non-elected officials the authority to tax people living in subdivisions. Here's KSL News Radio's Kate Davis. The bill would let developers create a special district to help finance projects. Bill sponsor Senator Dan McKay says the bill would boost development and affordable housing in the state. The Desert News reports it would give developers cheaper financing because they would become a political subdivision. Opponents of the bill fear it would let developers be allowed to tax without the accountability of being an elected official. The proposed bill says all of the property owners in the area would need to sign on and agree to creating the district. Some convicted offenders could own guns after three years if a new bill passes. Representative Phil Lyman says the bill is about civil rights and would not apply to violent offenders. People that have no inclination towards violence, no history of violence, especially gun violence, um, we, we did add, a in, in one of the amendments, add on if they're repeat offenders, they're not eligible for this. So someone who, who commits felonies while they're on probation, they're just not even eligible for this. So hopefully we've addressed the issue. We're not trying to put guns in the hands of people who would be inclined to use them violently. Lyman says the state could save $31 million in administrative costs if this passes. Millions could soon lose Medicaid benefits. Here's KSL News Radio's Britt Johnson. Since the beginning of the pandemic, the federal government stopped states from removing people from Medicaid even if they were no longer eligible. We have 
have over half a million Utahns today who are receiving their health benefits through the Medicaid program. Now all that is changing. Jennifer Strohecker, the state Medicaid director, tells us what you can do. So we are asking Medicaid members to update their contact information and respond to review requests when they receive them in their mail so that members can continue to receive their health care benefits that they qualify for. Once people receive notification to renew their Medicaid standing, they have 30 days to turn it in. Doing this as soon as possible will help ensure continued coverage. Britt Johnson, KSL News Radio. First look traffic, and here is Andy Farnsworth. Right now, traffic is in kind of rough shape as you come out of Ogden, going all the way down into Layton. Stop and go, uh, not just uh, slow because of the weather issues uh, right around uh, Hillfield Road. Highway 89 has been pretty rough through Layton and up uh, towards uh, South Weber. Going into Parley's Canyon, still snowy over the summit, but the plows have made some improvements there. And there's still a crash affecting drivers at Redwood Road, Porter Rockwell Boulevard, right on the border of Salt Lake and Utah County. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. Now let's take a look at our top national stories this hour. The defense has rested in the case of the double murder trial of attorney Alex Murdoch, who's accused of killing his wife and son. Defense yesterday calling Murdoch's brother to the stand. John Marvin Murdoch painting Alec as a good dad, describing his emotional state at the scene after the murders. I can promise you words don't do it justice. I would have to create a new word to to describe how distraught he was. And now the jury will see that crime scene for themselves. The judge granting the defense's request to visit Murdoch's property. ABC's Andrew Dimbert reporting. President Biden and his top generals continue to discuss the possibility of sending fighter jets to Ukraine. He says he's not criticizing President Biden. You don't bite the hand that gives you high marches, that gives you tanks, and then hopefully will give you F-16s. U.S. generals say Ukraine needs those more than planes. Ukrainian defense advisor Yuri Sak. We understand that they require training. And? The fighting during the past weeks has intensified. He says he's confident Ukraine will get the fighter jets. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Provo police say it was a case of mistaken identity. Uh, officers uh, helping a bail bondsman tackled a 16-year-old as he was playing goalie at a soccer match in the Peaks Ice Arena. Raul Bizabel tells KSL-TV he was watching the game when someone told him what was happening to his son. How do you, don't you see the face is not the same? I feel like they're going to kill my son. Bizabel says the uh, aggravated assault suspect the officers were looking for actually showed up and said he was the person they wanted. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.